What's up, everybody? This is Keegs from Here's a Podcast. Are you happy now? Welcome to episode 92. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. We appreciate your support in any way it manifests itself. We love you guys. We're calling up some of our listeners for our theme of the week. We're hitting our blog stories of the week, and our schedule looks like this. About 15 minutes in, we're going to hit our first blog story. That's going to be a bunch of cocaine that ends up at a Canadian grocery store. What that means for us, what that means for society, what that means for the NBA. How do we connect those threads? There's only one way to find out, and that's to continue listening to this episode. It's to not hit pause. It's to not listen to the daily. It's to listen to us and us alone. Next up, around 30 minutes, we're talking about kids burning their eyes with hand sanitizer, what that means for parenting. We'll do our thematic movie of the week, and we'll send you on your way. So without further ado, we hope you enjoy the episode. Episode 92. What's up? It's Nick. It's Keegs. It's Here's a Podcast. You're happy. You know your favorite podcast about everything and nothing. Welcome to episode 93. I think that's right. That seems right. Can we confirm? Can we check? Uh, let me run the analytics. Get the intern on it. Searching our own name on Spotify. Yeah, 92. Episode 92. This is 92? We must have Yeah, this is 92. Yeah. yeah. I well, guess that adds up. 90 was romance, 91 was sea shanty. Yeah. Yep, 92. Yeah, Here no, we are. We'll edit. We'll fix that in post. We'll fix that in post. Guys, welcome back to this podcast. The nation's getting snow tonight, guys. Hope you're ready. I'm tired of winter. It's my. It's usually one of my favorite seasons. I'm fed up with it, guys. Get it out. It's Get not it out. Good. I'm back. I'm ready to be sweating like a pig again outside instead of just sweating like a pig underneath four layers. It's funny you bring up sweat because I did want to talk about my sweat for a second. I'm at a deodorant, as you know, I often am. Mm-hmm. And you know what's incredible about the human body is that Tell how dif- how different workout sweat is from stress sweat very stressed at work and i'm sweating and my stress sweat smells so bad and my workout sweat i mean to me at least it's like it's not like stinky it's not like bo stinky it's like oh, i saw sweaty but i've got mm. like bo right now just because i've been sitting here at work stressing all day does that happen to you or is that just me i'm trying to think about whether i s- sweat when i'm stressed or not i do where, and it's where like, are you where are you sweating pits just pits oh just your pits okay and they smell like like so noticeably different and worse Interesting. I think I read something about this years ago. It's one of those little tidbits of knowledge that my mind grasps for in moments like these. Yeah. But no, I mean, I think I, it's funny. I had an in-depth conversation with someone recently about my sweat patterns. Um, Cause as you know, they're very strange, just the physical patterns. Yeah. Um, and I That's... haven't really connected the dots. What parts of my body, there's a part of my right pack for those of you listening at home, the bottom part of my right pack. So, I'd say that's three inches from four inches, maybe from my nipple. Um, does not sweat apparently. Because that's usually the dry patch in the. It's usually the yeah exactly. You know that you know the infamous Keegan dry patch. Yeah. It's usually the father, son, Holy Spirit. <laughs> <laughs> no sweat. No sweat. Uh, no right sweat. in the middle. Right in the middle. The um, holy quadrant. <laughs> holy quadrant. <laughs> but I I think I do most of I do sweat a lot when I work out. I sweat a lot when there's humidity. But I think, like, during the day, it's hard because I think the, I do sometimes get sweat, stress, stress, sweat. <laughs> well, I hate myself. Stress, sweat. But I think it's because my blood sugar is low. As you know, I'm the most profuse sweater. My blood sugar is low. That is definitely true. And I think in those moments, I'm also the most stressed because I can't decide where I'm going to sit and become very indecisive. And usually I end up <laughs> kind of standing and, like, walking around a lot. Eating that's a lot what he, of raisin bran. <laughs> yep. 
That's when you get a little, you get a little squirrely. You get a little, yeah. yeah. Let me just say, if you see me on the street and I'm acting squirrely and I got a bowl of raisin bran, I'm not wearing a shirt and I'm just dribbling milk down my chest, you might want to call Nick. Yep, he's just low. We got to just got to get him some more raisin bran. Yeah, just, just <laughs> fill me up, Daddy. Um, but yes, no. So I actually didn't notice that. I don't know if I'm if I'm a stress sweater. I think my hands get yeah a little clammy, but not noticeably. You know, yeah. I sweat. That's I sweat good. about so many other things though. So. I it's, don't sweat about that much else, but here, man, like you were in this apartment with me right now, you're like, Nick, you're, you're, you smell pretty bad. Well, hey, that was our introduction to episode 92. <laughs> Welcome, guys. Of course, as we like to do on this show, we've got a nice, we've got a great show for you today, but first things first, you know what we have to do. It's a throwback strategy of ours. Let's call up a listener. Marley, welcome to Here's a Podcast You're Happy Now with Nick and Keegs. How are you doing today? I had a feeling that when I picked up this call, that's what was going to be on the other line. Hey, you know what, Marley? Before we hey, get into you know business. Why? Can I tell you why I thought that? Not what you're supposed to do, but yes, please. I don't please. know podcast etiquette. All right, go, go ahead. Can I, can I speak? Yes. Yeah, yes, yes. Sorry, you should proceed. Thanks, sorry, Nick. <laughs> you guys are crushing those up. <laughs> well, I I knew that that this was that this was going to potentially happen because you called me last week and I missed it by like one minute, and then I called you back twice and there was no response. So I was like, I must have missed my chance for fame, and here it is again. Here it is again. Yeah, they they do say those of you who know me out in the world know that sometimes I do have terrible phone etiquette, and let me guarantee you, it is. <laughs> worse than you think it is um <laughs> marley we're calling you up because we're very concerned what is the, first of all we miss you second of all what is the theme of this week for the podcast or for me for, for me in life i think just for you in life nick what do you think he agrees for you in life me this week is just new beginnings great theme oh, big theme marley that's you know what it's why we call up people like you because we know we're not going to get a mailed-in theme. We're not going to get something that you could find on a Hallmark card, even though there are Hallmark cards that read that. But that's that was real, and we appreciate that, and we want to thank you for giving us a theme. And that's going to be not quite it because we're playing a game. You know the name of it. It's called Can You Guess the First Digit of Keegan's Social Security Number? What was the question? Can you guess the first digit of Keegan's Social Security Number? Just the first digit? Yes. Yes. Just the first one. Um, God. Are social security numbers, like, are they in any order? Are they totally random? Like, am I going to embarrass myself if I guess a number that's, like, so awesome what it's meant to be, or it's totally random? No, we've been playing this game for three years, and no one's gotten it yet, so I would just guess a number. Okay. Uh, seven. Oh, no. Nice try, Marley. Love you. We miss you. Love you. Bye. Bye, Marley. I know that I'm supposed to end that always very abruptly. She, but she didn't I, deserve it. She didn't deserve it. I'm gonna edit out. I'm gonna edit out anything that made it sound like we were rude to Marley because she's no. She's the best of us. She's great. And that was, I mean, what a great theme. New beginnings. New beginnings. Well, on that note, let's hit our in my brain of the week, which is, of course, we're talking about beginnings. The journey of a thousand miles starts with opening a notes tab on your MacBook. Nick, what's your least favorite thing about your laptop? Because this has been in my brain this week. I had a real rage-induced moment, which most of these in my brains stem from, um, of, of something that just 
it, I just noticed it and I realized that for months I've had this one thing happen over and over again. And I think it's the dumbest fucking thing in the world. And before I launch on that rant and that whatever tangents follow it, what do you hate about your laptop? My laptop gets this, uh, this little crusty stuff <laughs> in one specific spot that I just, it's like right on the bottom lip. You know, you open the laptop and there's yeah. the... There's the keyboard, and then if you go, you know, the bottom part, the very, you know, half an inch maybe, yeah, below the trackpad, where I, I'm scraping some off now. Like I don't know if this isn't the laptop's fault. I don't know if there was some adhesive that was been on it, but if I wait like two or three days, there gets to be this like shit that I have to scrape off, and I, and I don't know what it is or why it's there. And it's been going on for months and months and months. Interesting. Do you think you rest your like fingers there or something? No, because it would be like where my wrist would touch, or like my forearm, really. Maybe and, forearm oil or something. But yeah, but it gets kind of like maybe it's forearm oil. So it's, I guess it's sort of a cop out. It's not really the laptop's fault. I mean, my real my real beef with my laptop it, it's that it's a noisy piece of shit. It's just so loud and old, and like just gets in the way of everything. And it's slow and horrible. But yeah. if I had to think of one specific thing, it's it's really a mystery. Maybe less than something I really hate, but. I had I felt like I had to be honest and tell you about that. I appreciate you being honest. I mean, I love this segment because now I'm listening to it and it's like, hey, what do two guys who can afford laptops hate about them? <laughs> yeah, I mean, a, one laptop. I got it. this one. I got. Come on. Um, no, that's a good one. I mean, I do. Mine also gets weirdly gunky. Um, you know, it's the best way I can describe it. Describe it is gunk. Yeah. Like, where does this gunk come from? Like, I the other morning turn on my laptop to watch a show and suddenly I like. You ever have those moments you're sending your screen is just so fucking dirty you can't see anything? And it's like... Sometimes. How does that happen? But it's never like, oh, my screen's getting dirtier. My screen's getting a little bit dirtier. I should clean it soon. It's always like, my screen is fine. My screen is disgusting. Like, I would be embarrassed to open this computer in front of someone. That doesn't happen to me often, but that's sort of how I feel about the crustiness. Yeah, well... You know, one day it's gone, the next day it's there. You make me look like a fucking idiot in front of all these people. Sorry, my screen okay. does get dirty, though. Good. <laughs> Thank you. We always have to agree. That's rule number one of this podcast. <laughs> rule number one of this podcast, no disagreements. <laughs> um, my least favorite thing about my laptop is I've realized, so when you use it, I'm a big, I'm a big shortcut guy. Big shortcut guy on laptops. And so instead of using the mouse keys, or instead of clicking, I'm going to teach you guys something about laptops. He if thinks you, he's better than us. If you look at your laptop and you look at the little web page, there's a little arrow on the bottom right, and you click that to move up and down the page. But if you're like me and you love shortcuts and technology and you fancy yourself a smart critter, you can take two fingers and you can move them up and down the trackpad to move your page up and down. Now, Nick, you can also do this with left, with left and with right. And then you can also zoom in if you move your fingers like so. If, you're, if you act like you're flicking, you're flicking someone. Or you're like releasing, you're releasing a butterfly. Yes. Ah, zoom in. Zoom in. Zoom out. Um, and and then if you're obviously if you're sm- if you're then smushing that butterfly, you would zoom in or you'd zoom out again. Um, but my fucking pet peeve, I fucking hate this, is for the like up and down is fine. Moving up and down, that's very intuitive. It's very intuitive. But but if you go left and right, suddenly you're you're going backwards and forwards, like you're going back a page and forward a page, and it that doesn't work. Is the dumbest fucking thing in the world like who i would legit i would fight i'm not a fighter i would fight the person who is like let's do this let's like who is one who is moving pages that quickly on like 
Yeah, back for it, back for like it. Like between internet tabs. Like I think it would be fine if you were like within a program. You know, like it could be like anything else. Where if like if I'm clicked into Zoom, obviously doing my trackpad doesn't mean shit. But if I'm clicked into fucking Chrome, then it does. Like why not for a Kindle or something that can be fucking you know swap pages if I'm reading a Kindle on my laptop. But why? Who's hopping between like? One page, oh, I want to go back. Oh, no, I want to go forward. No, I want to go back. No, it's, again, it's snip, snap, snip, snap, and I fucking hate that. And I wrote a thousand-word blog last week that then I had to fucking rewrite because I, in reformat, I had like four different like embedded images throughout it. It was all formatted, and I fucking tried to just move, and I backed out of the page, and it and I lost everything because, no way. because someone someone's bright idea was like, you know what we should make? For someone who wants to navigate a page, it should be the same command to leave that page. That's what it should be. And I hate it. And I know where you find like, where the most specific moment we've had this is we've got this fucking basketball league right now with this fucking giant Google sheet of everyone's players. And I cannot navigate that page without leaving it a million times. And it, hopefully, while well, very few people who listen to this podcast will be able to <laughs> relate to that, I hope that some of you will have the same issue of why I just don't understand. Like there's so many like, in, like crazy complicated ways to do shortcuts. There's just the only thing with the Apple, with an Apple product where I'm like, this is stupid. This is legitimately dumb. Yeah. You know what you say it too. I hate that. Funny. You mentioned that because that's a real pain point. So it's like, you know, if you and I both have that, imagine how many thousands of people also have this issue. They should fix it. Yeah, it's just weird. I just don't, I and I don't know, it's one of those things that I can't really comment on because I don't have, it's like us talking about how metal shavings get in ice cream. Right. At some point, I just, I look at the trackpad and I like don't, I don't understand why it works the way it works, so I can't troubleshoot it at all. All I know is like, that I don't, I find it hard to believe how I didn't come up in, in testing at some point. I, yeah, I agree with that. This just sparked another idea. Why? Eh, it's, it's, sorry, it's, it's going to be a flight of, it's going to be a tangent. Let's not take it. But on the note of the theme, every time I try to go back and forth on my page, I end up with a new beginning. I end up going back, going forth, and everything's reset. And this is one case, I think new beginnings are great. They're not great. They're not great when I'm just trying to get from, like, the, the phone won't quite format to the way I want, or the screen won't format to the way I want, and so I've got to try to navigate across it using this trackpad. I don't want a new beginning. I want to be able to go from left to right, back to right, back to left. Seamlessly. Seamlessly. And, you know, for mine... I would also agree. Usually, I'm pro-new beginnings. This time, anti-new beginnings. I don't want a new beginning of me having to scrape off whatever this little nasty little dry adhesive is. I want it to be gone forever. And just have you a wanna... clean, smooth <laughs> laptop where there's no mystery gunk. Yeah, with no effort. Because you want, you kind of want an eternal new beginning. I want an eternal new beginning. I want every day to be day one. You want, every day, you want Groundhog Day in terms of your laptop's cleanliness. Yes, exactly. I get. I want to be one of those people who keeps good care of their things and doesn't have mystery gunk. Yeah, I'll never be that person. Nah, I think you deserve. I think you deserve it. It'll never happen. We're talking blogs of the week, Nick. What do we got up first? First up, putting you on the I'd spot. I'd like to ask. I'd like to ask <laughs> you what we have first. No, I do remember up. Keegan, you wrote a great blog about a bunch of cocaine showing up at a grocery store. Correct. Yep. So there's a grocery store in Canada. One of those places. Shows up, suddenly gets a huge shipment of cocaine. They report it to the police. They do some tracking. They, they crunch the numbers. They talk to their cocaine guys. They're experts in this stuff. And they realize it started in Colombia, where a lot of cocaine comes from. And then it went up north. 
at some point one of the drug guys missed the pickup the cocaine is supposed to be picked up out of a truck wherever it was and so i imagine that's what i imagine it is is uh what was the item that it was pa- oh, it was bananas it's in a, pa- a shipment of bananas so i think at some point right someone's supposed to grab the box of bananas and 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 leave the bananas and right. take the cocaine um someone didn't do that and so instead all this these bananas and cocaine showed up to a grocery store in canada now i my logic on this went a couple different ways one bunch of cocaine shows up to your grocery store in canada my first thought was look i'm not someone who has a real ongoing relationship with cocaine but i think if a bunch of the stuff is going to show up at your door the best thing for you to do is probably hand it out to the people for free you know like if you think about how to hurt the people who make the drugs the most even if you're like vehemently anti-drug how you'd hurt them the most would be to hand out the cocaine for free to the people on the street because Are you then they cocaine in a in a Canadian accent. I'm, I think I am. I think I've said a lot of this story. In kind you of said a, a lot. Of, it's like in a Canadian accent. Sorry to cut you off there. I was just trying to sort of follow. I was like, where are we going with this accent? <laughs> I had to stop you. I couldn't hey, let you up keep in doing Lake, it. Big, up in Lake you know, Minnetonka, you know, the cocaine comes up there. Yeah, so the cocaine comes up, and you want to throw a party. You want to hurt the people. <laughs> Anyway. Sorry, you were ah. getting into character. I shouldn't have stopped you, but I... Yeah, no, it's like fine. We've a... always been really good at improv on this podcast. Really going with the flow. <laughs> hey, are you doing this joke? <laughs> yeah, wait a second. What the fuck are you doing? Why are you doing that? <laughs> um, but I think if you did want to hurt... Like, obviously, if the anti-drug folks out there, I think, would say... Folks. See, I know you laugh, and I know I said folks in a weird way. Yeah, the anti-drug yeah. folks out there... The would want to hurt <laughs> they'd be like well you have to report the drugs because that's how you hurt the drug the, the drug organization the cartels no what you do is you hand those drugs out for free and then people are using those drugs for free and they're not buying any more drugs for a longer period of time you flood the market with free product that's it's the worst con- thing that can happen to the cartel a controlled burn of a forest fire kind of thing. yeah so i do yeah. think it's a little bit of a missed opportunity on that although i also thought to be fair ever since anthrax you know ever heard of it We've had oh, a more yeah. complicated relationship with white powder. It's not just a default. We should we should snort this, you know. Fauci, you saw in his press conference, like been getting death threats. A uh, bunch of white powder showed up in an envelope. He at no point thought it was cocaine. There's no point where he was like, oh man, maybe someone just <laughs> thought I looked tired on TV and like, ah, oh, hey, Doctor Fauci, thanks for trying coke. to save us. Here's a bump. <laughs> Here's a bump from us to you. <laughs> yeah, good old salute. But then I thought about it some more. I'm like, well, yeah, when you think about it, really, since 9-11 and since the whole scare, white powder has really kind of left our cultural lexicon, you know, like treating it fearlessly. Like, where else do we see it? And so I thought some more. And I thought, well, we do see it in one place, Nick. We do see it in one place. LeBron James. The rock climbing gym. I mean, LeBron James. LeBron James. I mean, it's in the rock climbing gym, but do you think those people aren't ever scared of the fact that maybe they're just putting anthrax all over their hands? I'm sure it's crossed their mind. I'm sure it has. That would be a great way to do an anthrax attack. At a rock climbing gym. Rock climbing, CrossFit. That's true. You know, the people who think they can get Or give it to LeBron James and let him But we got LeBron James throwing. He's just throwing powder into the air. He's throwing it. I looked up on the internet. They said he stopped it in 2014. He did not. He took a break. He brought it back in 2019 for his Lakers debut. I've seen two instances of him doing it with the with the Lakers. And it just kind of made me a little bit upset. Because on one hand, I do think it's a little bit inappropriate because it sets a bad example. It sets a bad example for a couple of reasons. One, let's say it's anthrax, right? You shouldn't throw anthrax. Definitely not. 
Definitely not. You also shouldn't throw cocaine because it's uh, it would be a waste of money. Yeah, probably, you, people would be pretty pissed if you started throwing cocaine. Yeah, if you start throwing cocaine places, people are going to get mad at you. Do you know yeah. anybody who throws cocaine? Probably not. I'll be honest, though. Don't come in contact with cocaine very much. So maybe you maybe you only know people who throw it. That's true. Maybe I come in the room and people are like, get a ring! <laughs> He's a narc! <laughs> but there's the bad example on that front. We got the anthrax angle as well. And so it just it just kind of makes me mad. I know, I know you don't like arguing with LeBron with me because I, of the abundance of articles I have. And you might have a counterpoint coming up. I actually do not in this case. This is a, wow. this is, I have a commentary on that celebration that I think it's a little bit of a difference from what we're talking about. But yeah. I think of like those cell. Well, first I have a question. Like, do you chalk up your hands when you play basketball? Uh, you can. Yeah, I mean, I mean, some yes. people do. People okay. do. So use, not- they don't make. They don't all make a huge deal out of it, like uh, center of attention LeBron James. But they do like pro anthrax LeBron James. But they do use it because your hands get super sweaty. Right. The right. the pro the pro balls. I mean, I haven't handled one in a in a minute, but at some point they were super like tough to grip. Got it. Because I was just going to say, like, I actually don't... I'm on board with this because I don't like that celebration, really. A, I don't think it ever looked as cool as it should have looked. Like, even for the photo op, right? And B, like, I just don't think you should have props for those celebrations. Like, I think the funny part, or, like, the cool part about those are that you have to, like, make it up on the spot with just what you got. Like, mm-hmm. I think the Russell Westbrook running out really fast thing is super funny. Or even yeah. LeBron's like weird like mm, uh, thing. I was like, okay, cool. He's like being creative yeah. what he's doing out there, you know? We're like using the prop, kind of a football thing. You know, we're gonna like use the football and pretend it's a thing and we celebrate or and we like I think pregame no props. So in this case I think he's setting a bad example not only in throwing white powders, but also in sort of a lack of creativity with how you would psych up the crowd for a game. Throw a bunch yeah. of stuff that makes people cough, that's not a good it's not a good thing. I wouldn't yeah, want to also, sit front row. Yeah, he also wasn't the first person to do it. Who did it first? I mean, MJ was a big powder did he guy. Throw the, he threw the chalk, the powder? Pre-anthrax. Pre-anthrax. So for different reasons. MJ did it to kind of, you know, Psych did it for crowd. the love of the game. Psych the crowd yeah. up. Um, LeBron does it. <laughs> he loves throwing cocaine. So I just I just think it's kind of, you raise a good point. I think we both raise good points. I just think it's kind of messed up that, like, the people in Canada couldn't have, we couldn't have done an anti-drug movement. We couldn't have hurt the cartel where it hurts the most because white powder is so feared. But at the same time, LeBron just gets to live in his own world and like continue to throw powder. He just is kind of messed up. Like we should, the privilege should be of the one rich. or the other. Yeah. should be one or the other. If we're going to be comfortable with white powder, then like LeBron should lead a campaign to spread free cocaine. <laughs> to the crowds. You know, he should put his money yeah. where his mouth is. He should be throwing. Yeah, he should. You're, you're right. Should be throwing fake you know? And so, to be honest, I think it's time for a new beginning for LeBron. You know? I think it's time for him to just completely live it in the past. I think it's probably time for him to retire, honestly. You think that so? Is actually, I think it's time for him to retire. I think it's time for him that he's entering his twilight years. He's leaning on other players way more than he did earlier in his career. Um, he's obviously... He set a terrible example in some ways um, for, like, obviously in terms of anthrax and cocaine uh, and... and uh, kind of treatment of officials and you know complaining to the league but in any number of like any myriad of other options so i think maybe it's time for him to le- retire because then i think we can finally put it to bed we can finally say now lebron has stopped spreading powder we can finally say that we can finally because right now right he took a break from 2014 to 2019 but then he did it again 
we're in 2021, folks. So like, who knows when the next powder spreading incident is gonna be? You yeah, know? Is it gonna be to a? <laughs> hopefully. Oh my god, I hope that actually could have been a terrible joke to make. Uh, <laughs> backing up, backing up, backing up, backing up. <laughs> uh, uh, I am kidding. <laughs> but who knows where it will be? Hopefully, we don't. There's no more powder incidents anywhere. And LeBron can respect that, and maybe he can retire, so we can finally put this whole thing to bed, um, and he can have a new beginning in his twilight years. I'm just and now thinking of more like like crime related stuff that you could do at the begin at the scorer's table, which is like pull out a gun and shoot it into the air. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, what's next? Punch a ref. <laughs> yeah. What's what's he gonna do next? He's gonna pull out a life size model of <laughs> and like have a little. <laughs> okay, I know. <laughs> what's he gonna do? My pregame thing is that I reenact American tragedies for the crowd. You gotta cut all of this. You have to cut all of this. Oh, oh but that would be so. Oh man, I mean, look, well, if that I, I mean, that does asked, take. I have asked for him to lean into his villain role a little more. That would be. Oh, that would be Chef's Kiss. Mwah. Yeah, if he came out, it was like, I want to... This I wanna is the Lusitania. Ru- yeah, I want to ruin my reputation with everybody. And this is <laughs> mine. Be so offensive. <laughs> this is the Donner Party. Yeah. Okay, I do kind of think that would also LeBron be funny. <laughs> LeBron warms up, and he is reenacting the sinking of the USS Arizona. <laughs> yeah, I mean... It, it, it would kind of be funny if then people got together. Like, like I remember what it was. Did Harden, Harden and Westbrook used to do like their little dances together? On oh the, no, uh, it was hard. No, it was Westbrook and uh, Cam. West- he was not good. He went to the Bulls. Cam Wake, Cameron Wake, right? Cam, yeah, 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 yes, yes. Uh, no, it'd be funny. Cam- Cameron Wake, no. Cameron. He's like a little mousy guard. Yeah, He's a little mousy guy. Right, those were funny, but like it'd be funny if you just brought it huge and they just did like full skits. Yes, <laughs> yeah, like got way, like got way more into like Tropic Thunder. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, oh, they're out. They're they're reenacting a battle, or like this one's at a I grocery do, store. I do think that's a way to get more engagement with like no crowds in. Is they should start having like there should be a whole other competition like a meta competition that's happening yes. between teams of like forget the dancers forget the lady Cook with off. all the bowls and like the the unicycle they should be now competitions between teams in the pregame and like make it league wide like don't yeah. really make like you could make it between maybe you should do it team to team and whoever wins it gets two points to start the game but then it's like overall you're, you're doing power, like I want to see power rankings on the ESPN for how the teams played this week, and I want to see power rankings of like, yeah, the Bulls are bad, but they have this unreal synchronized swimming routine. <laughs> like, I think it'd be <laughs> so funny. I know these players are just like I don't want to do anything more right now. This is understandable. Also hard, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it'd be great if it was just like 20 minute Top Chef challenge. Like Russell Westbrook has to do a, a cook off against Anthony Davis, whoever has the best appetizer, as judged by Mike D'Antoni. And two mm-hmm. surprise judges. It'd be fucking hilarious. Yeah, I'd want to see the Spurs bench like go up and ask for a suggestion for their speed dating improv skit, you know? <laughs> yes, yes. Suggestion from the audience. <laughs> <laughs> New uh, beginnings for the league. New beginnings for the league, guys. I think it's I think it's I think it's time. I think it's time. Yeah. You're gonna have a fun time cutting around all this stuff. I'm not gonna cut a single thing. <laughs> Excellent. What other blog did you have this week, Keeks? This is a, a great pre- question. Particularly Nick. good one. Oh, you want me to say it? No, it's okay. I got it. So kids, I know, look, it. guys. 
You, I know you know it. It's all right. I'll say it. So basically, we're in a situation, guys, of the nation right now. Okay. Uh, okay. Okay. Things are things are tough these days. Obviously, hygiene's risen up the ranks of of things that we think about on a daily basis. Or we're wearing one mask. We're wearing two masks. How many times are we hand sanitizing? Do we drink the hand sanitizer? Does soap work on our butts? No one knows. Um, no one can say. Obviously, wear masks. Obviously, you should be hand sanitizing. But whether you're using hand soap or shampoo on, on, on your secret eye is not none of my business. And it's not the government's business either, for that matter. That's something we can all agree on. Get your um, hand. <laughs> but obviously, we're seeing, we're seeing the, the rise of hand sanitizing stations throughout our nation. Um, <laughs> the episode where Keegan just makes him laugh at himself. Um, we're seeing the rise of hand sanitizing stations throughout the nation. And I saw a headline that caught my eye that basically there's been an increase in number of kids burning their eyes with hand sanitizer, um, obviously, as it's become more prevalent. Now, Nick, I know you've read the blog. I have. But can you... Did you agree with my initial reaction to what... Like, how kids would be burning their, their eyes with hand sanitizer? I did. I actually had... When I read... I read your blog, not the source material... My initial take when I read the headline was, oh my god, like this is an insane Tide Pods challenge. Which is like, oh, you're, yes. just, you're just putting hand sanitizer into your eyes to see how long you do. And then I was like, okay, no, it's much younger kids. Your yeah, initial yeah. hypothesis, which I also then went to, was kids are putting it on their hands and then touching their eyes. Right. Right? Which, and they're burning which, their eyes. Which I do. I'm burning my eyes that way. You know? I also had the same reaction of, okay, I'm touching my hands and I do that all the time. Yeah. Right, exactly. The dumbest way to get COVID. And yet, here we are. We'll get it this way. <laughs> Can't stop touching my mouth Can't, and my beard. Yeah, like a... <laughs> and my ma- and face rub. and hair. And... I wake up, my entire hand is in my mouth. And oh, I realize you <laughs> use hand sanitizer in days. So, yeah, so that's that was my initial reaction of, like, well, there's nothing we can really do to stop that because kids are going to, like, I, I do, I see people putting masks on their kids. And I know it sucks. And there's all those stories of kids who get, like, families who get tossed off flights because their kid won't won't like keep a mask on and it sucks at the same time like i don't know you it is like a big deal you have to have masks on your kids but that being said it's way easier like you can duct tape the mask on a kid's face albeit bending maybe the rules but you really can't you have a better chance at at like fully restraining your kid with duct tape on an airplane and not getting arrested than you do like getting your hand their kid to stop touching their face and putting things in their mouth because they just like don't they just like put fucking loose change in their mouth they just they they do do shit like that but then i i read deeper into the story there's this little paragraph hidden that goes into the methods of how this happens and so what and it's not what we suspected basically it's referring hand sanitizing stations you see them everywhere they're in every target they used to just be used as like door jams you just like happen to have a hand sanitizer door jam and now you go up, you, you they're motion sensing, you put your hand under it, it squeezes a bunch of hand sanitizer in your hand, and that's that you kind of go on with your day. Um, apparently, kids are walking up like little children. The issue is that they're they're waist high for adults, but they're eye level for children. And so apparently kids are just walking up these things and just like looking up and just getting the fucking face full of hand sanitizer. And I don't like I, that rendered me speechless. Because I don't know. I don't even know where to start. <laughs> like, why? First of all, why? Like, why are kids just walking up with their faces up in the hands? Like, what other thing do you do with it? Because like, little kids that age don't even take showers yet. It's it's bath time. Like, you know what I mean? 
Like, I, what I, other thing in society? Like, I get the mouth, the hand shit. Like, we like touching our fucking faces. We like picking our noses. That's evolutionary. It's sensory, right? It's yeah, like monkeys. Yeah, yeah. You just, you pick up fruit. You, you're you learning. You're touching. You're tasting. You're seeing, testing limits. Right. But your what question other... is like, what's the equivalent of that for why you would go up and get hand sanitizer squirt in your face? Like, what what, yeah. what compels pe- the kid to be like, oh, pfft, I'm going to squirt it right. in my well, face. Right, because it's, it's good you bring up evolution. Because, like, on an evolutionary standpoint, like, why would you ever lead with your eyes? Why would right. you ever, you're the most vulnerable part of your body. Like, literally, you can touch every part of your body except for your... Like, if you poke your eyes, they pop. <laughs> you can poke every part of your every part of your body. And little kids do. They poke every part of their body except for their eyeballs. So why would you ever, from an evolutionary standpoint, what is the, an occasion where we've ever not known what something is and stuck our eyes in it? Oh, I sort of, under, I, I sort of guessed that it was like, oh, I wonder how this works. And then they squirt themselves in the face. Not like, let well, me check with my face. <laughs> but how is it getting in their face? Oh, so you... No, but it's at eye level. So I don't understand... So this is this is fair. This is a fair point, but they didn't well, make it... It still doesn't really add up. Exactly. Like, maybe I have to try to find video for it. But if they're doing it with their hand, because you were gesturing with your hand... Like, and yeah. They, like, are they just getting it on their hand and then they're touching their eyes with it? Oh, no. My assumption was, like, if the... Sorry that I'm using a visual aid here. It's okay. I'll just, yeah, yeah. The stand is this tall. The kid is this tall. They go up and they reach up to press it with their face. Like, here's my mic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm up to here. And I'm like, oh, I wonder what this does. And I press it and then it shoots me in the face because I'm pressing from the top. Right, but you have it shooting into your face. It goes down. Right, because they're the same height. So they're like below it and they hit it. Where if we did that, we just get what looks like a bunch of cum on our pants from hand sanitizer. I think they shoot it right onto their eyes. But that still doesn't but, really add up. But I, yeah, no, but I don't understand how they would, like, I don't understand how that would happen if they led with their hand. Because it's going, it goes straight down. So how you can't shoot it a little bit. Oh, that's fair. I mean, maybe. What we need to do is run, know. we need to run a series of experiments. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, hey, if you're listening to the podcast and you have a kid who's under the age of seven. <laughs> We need them. <laughs> send them DM us. And here's the podcast. You're happy, and we'll give you a physical address to send your children to. Um, and we'll be running a, a set of tests. We'll have our science guy monitor. I'll uh, also say we're gonna need a huge Brett, supply of your hand, sanit- hand sanitizer. Yeah, well, we're also if you own a hand sanitizing station. But I, I mean, I do see what you're saying, but I. You're still a skeptic. The, the I space. I am a. I am a skeptic because the. It doesn't come out with such. It doesn't really shoot out. Like it doesn't. It doesn't have velocity. It's not like a pepper spray or like right. a, a or like a silly string or, like usually that shit's just foamy. It's just like a it's just a foamy mess. <laughs> great, great balance of <laughs> examples there. It's like a pepper spray or a silly string. <laughs> the kids' pepper spray, silly string. <laughs> But yes, you're so right. I just don't, I just don't know, like, I just don't know how you get it in your eyes, without, like, if you're waving your hand, it still seems like, because even little short kids with their little stubby arms, there's still clearance, right? That's because true. you can't get that close, or you're knocking the thing over. So it really seems like, what it seems like is mom and dad, you know, put their hands under it and hand sanitize, and the kids must see like, oh, they've got something in their hands. Where did that come from? And then they're like. The, the crazy PTSD fighter pilot in Independence Day flying up into the UFO and they're standing right under ground zero 
that they're going to get carried into the hand sanitizer spaceship and they're getting a full they're getting a full load of hand sanitizer in their retinas um i don't know i just don't like i i i go into in depth in the blog in terms of like the scope of how insane this is to me mm-hmm. but it really comes down to like there's no a lot of things that kids do like we said it makes sense like they're learning or you like they know that things taste good you know or they like want to know where things go i put a fucking rock up my nose in kindergarten and got mm-hmm. stuck up there i would never i learned that the hard way you never do that it's part like, of i wanted to learnings. know like what happens if you put something up your nose all the way i wanted to know Naturally. but i've never never done that to your eye i just don't understand i just don't understand why you ever lead with your face I think you're totally right on the eye thing. Like, it's just... Eyes are... kids are crazy. Yeah. This honestly might be a great screening process for, like... The kids are too small to kill small animals. (laughs) Yeah. They're too... You know? They're too slow to catch their cats and skin them. So it's like, what's the first thing they do? They fucking stick their faces (laughs) into unknown areas to feel pain. You know? Or see what happens. It's the only explanation. I am thinking back on a family story now, though, of, of my little brother hurting his eye by doing something incredibly stupid like this. Do you remember what it was? Yeah, he was holding, like, a really rotten stick. We were, like, all yeah. playing in the woods, and he tried to look at it too close, oh, and he just stabbed himself in the eye with this rotten stick. He had to go to the emergency room. <laughs> that is really stupid. Uh, <laughs> shout out, Jack. <laughs> of course... <laughs> that's a memorable day for me as well because I went to uh, a friend's house at the time whose mom served me just uh, meat sauce in a cup with no pasta, and I loved it. I, I feel like pasta. that was a really formative moment. Glad Jack's okay. Meat also. Sauce. Yeah, yeah. glad Jack's okay. But I do. I will say for Jack, that could be like a depth perception thing, right? Very true. Whereas, again, maybe you could argue that this is a depth perception thing, but it's like my worst fear in high school was like getting burnt at the chemistry station and then like getting something in my eyes. And then you, did you ever... Those things in high school, the little, the, the, oh yeah, the eyewash scary station. looking. Yeah. The eyewash station is scary as hell. You don't want to use it. You don't want to use it. And you're terrified of it. And like these kids just aren't afraid at all. The kids like these days. Those, the kids these days are crazy. I almost feel like, almost feel like those parents deserve a new beginning. You know? You got a kid who's just putting your face in things. Right. It took me a second. <laughs> you got there, though. Better than... I, I didn't even know what you were doing. I was like, what is he doing over there? Like, they just it's lose just the train? Like, how, are we, how are we supposed to parent that kid? You've already got so many things to worry about. Is my kid going to walk off with a stranger who gives him candy? Yeah. You know? Is my kid, you know, going to grab a hot plate? Is my kid, you know, going to grab a knife the wrong way? You know? And now it's Is my like... kid going to be good at cutting apples? You know, like, is my kid, you know, going to choke on something because they don't know how to chew? Is my kid going to swallow gum all the time? Not is my kid add to that? Is my kid gonna yeah doubt like fucking voluntarily chemical rinse their eyes? That's tough. It's uh, you're right. They deserve a new beginning. And so do those eyes. I will say disclaimer: the kids are fine. I think two of them have had had some type of surgery. Whoa! But uh, but no kids have gone blind yet. Like all the eyes surgery. Well, they have to do. Yeah, I mean, okay. Actually, I don't know about surgery. The procedure, which is still more serious than not a procedure. You don't want. But it's like you have to. They damage their retinas in a way where they. I don't know what they have to do to repair them. But it's nope. It appears that all the damage has been reparable. Like they've been able to repair it, which is great. This would have been a tougher blog to write if it was like a bunch of dumb kids going (laughs) blind. But you would have written. Whereas, like. I will say, though, that I don't know I would have written it the exact same way, and we'd have talked about it first. 
um i will say that it might they might be on something of like as i said i stuck a rock up my nose and i never stuck something up my nose again if so fact so is there a better way to learn not to put your face in a hand sanitizing station than getting your eyes burned by hand sanitizer from putting your face in a hand sanitizer right station. touching the hot pan is the thing that teaches you not to touch the hot pan yeah, it's gonna be really tough to be my kid because I'm just gonna be like, "All right, look, you're four weeks old, John. <laughs> no rules. Here's a hot pan. <laughs> you can lick a battery. You can touch a hot pan. You can put your hand sanitizer. Here's in your the face. fork. There's the outlet. <laughs> Go learn. Figure it out for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Don't come back until you're a man. Yeah. I mean, in many ways, that was the old. They have to live. They have to live in the woods, right, and fight the wolf yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That's how you yeah, raise yeah. a Spartan. Maybe these kids are, you know, the next. Maybe these kids are just, they're just, these are all going to, they're either serial killers or they're the next generation of special forces. Right. Yeah. They're went. all going to be recruited by the CIA at age 10. <laughs> Fear is the mind killer. <laughs> uh, well, we're moving on to our thematic movie of the week. Obviously, we like to mix it up. You know what movie we did last week. We don't need to repeat its name this second. We like to keep things fresh, certified fresh. This podcast every week, new ideas, never recycling old ideas, never recycling bits. The bits are the gift to keep on giving. It's a dramatic movie of the week. It is 47 meters down! Sharks! Lots of new beginnings for a few people. Really? For most of the characters in the movie? Because what is the afterlife if not a new beginning? If not a new beginning. <laughs> Two, who's the main actress in this? Mandy Moore. Can't be forgot. Mandy Moore gets a new beginning. She's got no sister. <laughs> She's got... <laughs> She's Shut searching for it. She thinks this is going to be the, the catalyst for a new beginning. Shark yeah. diving. The classic new beginning activity. Not it's going not on a solo exactly. trip to Italy. Not eat, pray, mm-hmm. loving. Shark no, no. cage diving. No. That's the you new are, beginning. You are loving your sister while she's still alive. You are watching other people being eaten. And you are praying that you can escape the grasps. The grasps of a great white shark. She doesn't, right? She dies? No, she does escape. No, she no, she escapes. No spoilers. Right. No spoilers. She escapes. No spoilers. She escapes. Her sisters dies, and basically everyone else maybe dies. Else dies. Yeah, I mean, I think you do raise a good point that it is. If you think about this movie, there's no more prescient theme than new beginnings. <laughs> right? New beginnings for her boyfriend. He's yeah. ready for them. Dick. Mandy Moore gets a new beginning. She's looking for the best way to manifest this new beginning. Right? She's been called boring. Right? She's been she's been swept aside by a more exciting girl. I'll be laughing at it's like the whole premise of this whole movie is she was she was called boring like who the fuck so is that it's like, it's we so gotta do a mean. shark movie and there's gotta be a reason why she this all happens uh, I guess they could I guess he breaks up with her cause she's how boring. do we get how can we explain <laughs> imagine looking at me like it doesn't that, make any sense yeah. it doesn't make any sense we're gonna get this really hot what's her motivation to play the girlfriend who gets dumped <laughs> And then decides she needs to go shark diving. Well, it can't be because of anything but the fact that she's boring. <laughs> and looking for a new beginning. So she's looking for a new beginning. Her sister sees an opportunity for a new beginning. And then they get in the cage. You know what they say about getting in a cage, Nick? It's, it's the first start to your new beginning. It's the first start to your new beginning. You don't remember life before the cage. No, no matter how gilded it is. It's true. And when you think about it, in the grand scope of nature and you know, the circular spirituality of the world, every time someone dies, it is almost a new beginning for us. I, you know, every time someone bo- is born, every time someone passes away, and I mean, gosh, they see, what has it got to be? One, two, three, 
four people get eaten right in front of them. Yep. It's four new beginnings. And they're saying, look, and it's eight, just a life cycle it's of the actually, world, baby. It's actually eight new beginnings because each of those people gets eaten. Oh, wait, no. It's more than that because it's a new beginning for everyone when something gets eaten, right? So we need a formula for this. It's N plus one, t- four parentheses N plus one, N equals number of people who've been eaten, I think. We'll get our math guy on We got to get our math guy on that. I love get this. Math guy. I love but this we're just looking, we're looking at We're looking at just so many new beginnings across the board. Also, look, we don't talk enough about them. You know who else is a new beginning for, Nick? The people who run the shark boat? Or for uh, us? Okay, the we view, talk the about viewer the, themselves. The viewer? No, we talk about these guys even less in terms of, in terms of what these themes mean to them. The sharks. The beginnings for the sharks. It has to be the time. sharks. Every time they're so hungry, the only explanation is that they, it's a new beginning. It's like fifty first dates, like 50, 50 first people I eat. <laughs> you get decrepit shark cage. You can tell I'm a little hungry or something because I thought you were talking about the sharks the whole time. You guys are new beginnings for the world and the life cycle of the ocean, and the sharks are the ones who are manifesting it and yeah, making it happen and watching it. Absolutely, and you know who could use a new beginning at the end of the movie? Mandy Moore herself. Mandy Moore herself and the Shark Diving Company. The they shark could really this is some bad press. You're gonna get you're gonna get it one of these days, Nick. <laughs> try to follow try to follow Keegan's thinking. <laughs> Keegan I gets the prompts and I just goes just goes on a fucking nonsensical tangential rant. <laughs> <And> Nick tries <laughs> to keep up. <laughs> just word associates <laughs> with the, the movie. He's I can't really remember. <laughs> that maybe that maybe I only watched like three quarters of half of don't say that i wouldn't i saw the whole thing okay good um yeah but i would say the shark diving company needs a new beginning that cage absolutely i mean could have used a new beginning for the entire time and kind of does have a new beginning now it's now it's a crime scene yep it's new beginnings all around i mean it's it's sort of a beautiful sentiment for the film you know no matter what trauma what pain you know what sharks we find ourselves faced with no matter how many times we get called boring in Mexico, yeah, there's always a chance for a new beginning. There's always and it just a depends chance. how. And it, the only question, Nick, is how many meters down do we have to go to find it? And the, the answer, answer in this is case, forty-seven. Forty-seven, guys. This was episode ninety-two. Fears the podcast. You're happy now. Theme: new beginnings. Touched a lot of bases. Touched a lot of hearts. Shout out to our sponsor cities: Erzurumvina, Bosnia, Steamboat, Colorado, Boston, Massachusetts, Brooklyn, New York. Seattle, Washington, Austin, Texas, Miami, Miami. Miami. Our hearts are there. Thank you for listening. We appreciate you. We love you. Not sure whether we'll have an uh, episode out next week. We may be taking a week off, get some other things taken care of, get some some new beginnings going. I'm going to use this tone more often, I think. A little more intimate. You know, Nick's hair looks great. I'm using a new shampoo. Speaking of new beginnings, my hair is very greasy right now. It's adjusting. But, alas... Another week down, another box checked, another day closer to our inevitable collective demise. And hopefully, another 47 meters closer to our next smile. Nick, here's a podcast. Are you happy now? Are you happy now? I am not yet. Are you happy now, Keegan? No. Talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.